0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HeartSong Herbs. HeartSong Herbs is a farm and apothecary based in Athens, Georgia. They are proudly part of a growing movement of regenerative agriculture farming that prioritizes soil health to grow beyond organic. Founder Dana Nevins produces herbal tinctures and beauty care products with the vigor and potency of plants found as they grow in the wild right outside of her door. This high-quality herbal medicine is available in 2-ounce formulas that aid in everything from immune support to anxiety relief. Find HeartSong Herbs at various Athens retailers or online at www.HeartSongHerbs.com. That is www.HeartSongHerbs.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Recipe for Press. If your company wants to engage today's influencers and inspire them to write about you, then you need Recipe for Press. Athens-based communication advisor and author Amy Flurry helps entrepreneurs across the country demystify the process of pitching their story and creating a buzz. Her book, Recipe for Press, is the DIY PR guide to being your own publicist. And it's truly empowered me and so many other local companies to get their customer base by sharing their stories. Listeners today get a 20% discount with the code COZY when they order Amy's book or any of her products and recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. Again, that's a 20% discount with the code COZY when you order Amy's book or any of her products and recipe for press store found on www.amyflurry.com. Point of view, something you ain't never heard of, this is how we do Sharing tips, bringing guests, got the knowledge on deck Everything you need to know, it's on check, say yes Based in Georgia and we hoping that you tune in Learn together, we can do this Everyone, welcome to the Cozy Bear Farms podcast. This is your host Dejan Yerby coming straight out of Athens, Georgia, and I'm with a very special guest. She teaches at, she teaches grad students by day, farm by night. She's the owner of Emmeline's Tiny Farm in Athens, Georgia. Part of this incubator program. Her name is Emmeline. I'm not going to attempt that last name. <laughs> <laughs> you say it.
1: Last name Reseteris.
0: Reseteris. Hey, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You're good? Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on the show. I met you, what, a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> a month ago? Fast friends. <laughs> Fast friends, because we both love ag.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so you're part of this incubator program.
1: Yes, I am.
0: At um, Williams Farm, a farm that I used to work at, but then I moved up the ladder and I have my own place. And I met you there with a couple of other incubators, and I thought all of you guys were Awesome. And I remember I met you, like, right when spring was starting, Mm -hmm. and I was like, where have you guys been?
1: Yeah. Well, you, I think our first introduction was, you yelled at me about not having bell peppers. I did? (laughs) For a long time.
0: Yeah. Why did I yell at you about bell peppers?
1: Because I was telling you all the varieties I I was growing, and none of them were bell peppers, and you're like, you're in Georgia. What are you doing?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I yell at a lot of people. (laughs)
1: And then I went home and I was like, I guess I gotta get bell peppers.
0: Did you get bell peppers?
1: Um, I bought a couple. That's
0: enough. So,
1: <laughs> I have four bell peppers plants. That's not enough. Yeah. Well. That's not we'll enough. We'll
0: see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Let's get into these questions. Okay. First question is: What made you get into the world of horticulture?
1: Um, I don't know. I just. Really, I I guess I started like all of high school and a lot of college. I've been in like the slow food movement in terms of like places I've worked have been um, bakeries and restaurants Mm -hmm. that have worked really locally with local um, farmers. And so I kind of have gotten into that from like the food community, restaurant community, Mm -hmm. and then just got more and more interested in growing the food.
0: And now, like, you teach grad students.
1: Yeah, well, now I'm a postdoc, which means that I'm in between... I'm that awkward stage in between having a PhD. Like, I'm not a grad student, but I'm not a faculty member. So I do research, and I teach undergrads.
0: College jobs are so weird. Yeah. And they make no sense. But you went from working with bakeries and restaurants and now you're teaching people so that's kind of interesting
1: yeah well i during undergrad i kind of off and on had other jobs that were like in the food industry while i was in college
0: was there like a moment that just shot off like between from working from these places to doing schools and now teaching people is there like a moment that just like in your mind was like okay I'm, i'm going into ag
1: Um, no, it's just, it's been one of those things that I guess I'm kind of different than probably a lot of the other incubators in that I have a different career that's not ag and is not going to be ag. Mm -hmm. And then I have some, I want to do ag part time, which I don't know is like what most of the incubators. Well,
0: that's what farmers do. Yeah. Yeah, we're all part-time people.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: Like, every every farmer is a part-time person. Yes. We all went from gardeners to, like, okay, we'll do this for a business, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody went. That, I was wondering, like, was there a moment? Because for me, when I was in high school and I took horticulture, that was my moment of, oh, I actually want to know more about Ag.
1: <sighs> um... That's a good question. I don't know. I just slowly... I also was volunteering at a variety of farms when I was a grad student. And Mm -hmm. I really liked getting into that. But I don't think there's been any any aha moment of being like, yes, I'm this farm. It's just slowly been more and more in the back of my mind that this is something that I really enjoy doing. So
0: it was like a snowball effect. Yeah. Like a snowball rolling down a a snow mountain.
1: Yeah. and And I'm a very obsessive person, so at some point it becomes... Like I need this now.
0: You need this now. Yeah. But then why are you become a farmer? You know how long you gotta wait for stuff.
1: <laughs> well, less than research.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Right, let's get the same
1: question. Different time scales.
0: But right. why did you want to get into this incubator program?
1: I have been growing, so I have a little tiny plot at my house mm-hmm. that's shady and is depressing because of that. And I've been really wanting to grow at kind of a larger scale. Not really like a homestead, um, but kind of producing enough for me and for selling to, like, neighbors and things like that. And I was literally just searching endlessly for community gardens to join, Mm -hmm. any space. I actually—there's an empty lot across the street from my house, and I Googled— who owns that lot? And then I sent them an. E- I found their email. I sent them an email and asked mm-hmm. if I could farm on their plot of land. Of course, they never got back to me. Yeah. But I just continuously was googling, and then in like January, the incubator program came out, and to, I just emailed them right away. I try
0: to do that Curtis Stone method. I'm gonna find some land mm-hmm. <laughs> and go. Can over I farm there?
1: on your uh,
0: on your property? Yeah. yeah Is we um. A lot of people want to be homesteaders, but I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, There is a little tiny bit of stress of living where you actually work to Mm -hmm. sell. I know a bunch of people ask me, like, hey, do you uh, live where your farm is? And I was like, my farm is down the road from my house. I can't look at the farm because I'm always going to have that stress of what I got to do. So I understand people that want to homestead Mm -hmm. and they want to like... Grow and sell and stuff, but I do feel like if you're not like fully committed, like I'm finna do this for a living and stuff, I don't know if homestead's that route
1: that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I would like it to be, it doesn't necessarily need to be at my house, but within a really close distance Mm -hmm. because I really don't like driving and I spend about 30 minutes commuting
0: to go to the farm no you you ain't finna drive two hours to a farm i
1: don't want to do that yeah
0: i know (laughs) you ain't finna do that like i like listening to podcasts as Mm -hmm. much as anybody but i'm not finna keep driving or listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. so well i guess that leads to my next question is like are you wanting to expand more into the incubator program with your land or do you just like that little spot that you got now Okay, your spot, let everybody know that it's like less than a fourth of an acre.
1: Yeah, it's very small. It's nine 50-foot beds.
0: Yeah, like it's not that big, but you can grow a lot of food.
1: Mm-hmm. I am interested in... There's like nine other beds that kind of are attached to my plot Mm -hmm. that I'm interested in, but I'm trying to not overcommit at this point because I'm seriously uh, I've got my hands in too many pots, as you probably understand. Yeah,
0: I have a podcast in my farm, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and I'm trying to be a speaker. Mm -hmm. Yep, I know it. But now I'm just curious because, like, yes, those nine rows can grow a ton of food if you do it right. But I'm also looking like, well, there's more incubating land to get. Who's gonna be? My mind looking like, who's gonna be the first incubator to snap Mm -hmm. off and be like, well, I'm finna go over here too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm trying to be conservative and wait to see how much actual work it is for those nine beds that I have. Mm -hmm. How much I'm producing? Also, because so essentially, what I'm doing is I'm sell. I have a market. Sale on Saturdays at my house and I have like 50 people who are on a listserv there you um, go. that are interested in it and so I'm trying to also not produce more than I have a customer base I don't want a bunch of stuff to go to waste so as I get more of a customer base and more people get used to me being there on Saturdays then I might be like oh it makes sense for me to get those nine other beds or something like that.
0: Hey, let me tell you this. You're always going to grow more than what you can
1: sell to. Yeah, well, but but there's a... I guess there's a... I'm also eating no. the excess. No. But, uh...
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you always grow more.
1: But I don't want to grow so much more. that no. It's a yeah. lot of work for me and stress mm-hmm. and not adding additional value. And, and I, I also w- don't want to take away if other incubators want that plot.
0: That's true. They're all just curious, because I was like, you guys got a nice little setup, but I do feel like one of you guys could just like, I'm finna hop over to this other nine beds mm-hmm. and y'all finna see me crack
1: off. If there's there's a high tunnel that doesn't have any uh, plastic on it yet, mm-hmm. if that had plastic on it, I would probably try to snatch that up.
0: I would do. That would be the first thing that I would get. Mm-hmm. But... um. Y'all yeah, just curious like so you're all right with what you're doing for right now for who you're selling to and what you're trying to do so mm-hmm. that little spot is a-okay for you because you teach in day and farm at night yes. which is I commend you on that because <laughs> when that sun goes down I'm done
1: yeah it's 5 p.m. and like I guess it's farm time
0: yeah <sighs> I feel like most farmers should farm at night because it's cool. You put some lights out there, mm-hmm. get music going, mm-hmm. you have fun.
1: You know, it's much better temperature-wise than yeah. I'm doing it after, like, work hours. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's busy days.
0: Really busy days. So, do you feel like this incubator program was, like, the best program for you for right now, for the time?
1: Absolutely. I It's kind of exceeded my expectations because I didn't realize one of the things I really like about it is that they, because it was a working farm previously, Mm -hmm. they've got, you know, um, like plastic mulch and they've got the drip, the irrigation systems. And so without investing a lot of money, I can see how these various things work and set them up and be like, okay, now I understand. So like if I had my own plot, I would have experience having set all that up. Mm -hmm. So it's been like a lower cost to kind of get involved and get as much production as i have
0: right now one thing we probably should have said is explain what an incubator program (laughs) is because some of our listeners are probably going to be like what is an incubator program Mm -hmm. incubator program is basically when people go and lease out small portions of an already working farm and they get to learn how to farm on a small little piece of land and the actual farm or farmers or farm managers will give their advice on, hey, what to do, and these are the challenges you're gonna face, and basically like a giant internship, Mm -hmm. but you're paying for it, but it's a giant internship, and you get to sell your stuff. It's like the closest thing to farming on your own land without farming on your own land, besides leasing land, like I do. But, like, I farm farm. You guys are, like, learning. We're
1: baby farmers.
0: Yeah, you guys are baby farmers. I (laughs) farm farm on Lee's land. But you guys are like, okay, I want to test out this. I want to see what the seasons are with this. I want to see, like, what uh, crops go best with this area. Let me learn the food demographics of this place. And incubated farms are great for that because it's not like you guys... I'm not saying you're not there for-profit, but it's like, this is the learning, Mm -hmm. and whatever profit we make is great, but I really want to learn more. Yeah, it's... Hey, guys, we had technical (laughs) problems. For some reason, my computer wanted to stop recording, (laughs) and I don't know how long it's been, but but M is still here with us. I am. So if I did ask this question before, I'm sorry, but you guys are going to have to hear a double answer of it. But I asked, are you learning more through this program than you would have if you would have bought that land across the street?
1: Um, Yeah, definitely. I think I would have run into a huge amount of struggles and done things in very, um, not succinct ways. Whereas being part of the incubator program, I feel like, They've really been able to show me how to do things efficiently and, like, how uh, drip tape works and how to actually put, like, landscape fabric and all of that. So I think that's been really helpful.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good.
0: There's all I want to hire an intern. If there's an intern out there, Cozy's looking for you. But, um... Yeah, I just wanted to add that because a lot of people will make the mistake of buying land first and then they get a huge wave of problems. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I feel like incubator programs help with that wave that's coming through and it kind of gives you a little bit more of a leg up, especially when, excuse me, when there's a farmer on staff who can Absolutely. say like, hey, like this is what you guys should do. This is stuff that can help you out. If you need anything, ask me. So I feel like it's really good for incubators or anybody to just starting off to like if you if there's an incubator near you, I think you should jump on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's less of an investment, um, which I think is it can be really helpful and not feeling also just overwhelmed because if you've already invested a lot of money into a lease or buying land and then you run into a bunch of issues it can just i feel like it would feel very overwhelming financially too
0: I know some people they'll say they'll get their experience from working on farms Mm -hmm. but i feel like incubators just get way more than somebody that's working on the farm
1: yeah oh it's a lot more independent you have to think about what do i want to grow and how am i going to do that and whereas maybe when you're interning on a farm they kind of give you more of those things to do and you're not actually throwing yourself out there and seeing what you have to do
0: yeah, cause that is true. Like it is more on you. Like your spot does as good as you're going to put as much work into it. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next question. Again, I apologize to you and everybody <laughs> who's <laughs> listening. Technical difficulties. It happens. It, it happens. happens. So I know the, my agent is going to be like, don't tell everybody about this. But hey, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so I don't, I, again, I don't know if I asked this before. But what challenges do you feel like you're facing when you're having a day job and trying to farm at the same time? Uh,
1: just time. I mean, trying to fit all the things that need to happen to keep, especially in the summer, to keep the farm. Like in terms of right, right now, it's. Like I have a lot of stuff to harvest. I'm trying to keep things healthy. I'm trying to get, keep the weeds down, pl- think about planting more stuff. And I'm starting at like 5.30 in the afternoon. So there's just limits how much I can actually get done in a given day.
0: And you tell me that you're actually one of the farmers because you're a glitch in the system Mm -hmm. that actually doesn't want to quit their day job so that they can be a full time farmer. You love your job. I
1: do. And
0: you want to farm as a part time hobby.
1: Yes.
0: Which is insane (laughs) because no farmer has ever said this. (laughs) This is the first interview that a farmer has said this. And I'm glad it's on the Coast of (laughs) Great Farms podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of people will say, like, I hate my cubicle job next to Jeff because mm-hmm. Jeff doesn't refill the coffee maker. But you're like, I'm fine with Jeff.
1: I'm fine with Jeff. And my job, I do field work, so I'm outside a lot.
0: Oh. So it's also
1: not that different. And it's I don't feel like a farm is escaping being in a cubicle because I'm doing a lot of stuff outdoors for my job, too. So
0: Yeah, so doesn't... I mean, kind of all in the same thing. Yeah. So, cause I know I hate being indoors. I hate being indoors. So I need to be outside in the farm, mm-hmm. but you're just a glitch in the system because no, no farmer I've <laughs> ever talked to. you. <laughs> farmer, market gardener, whatever, has never said, oh, I love my job. I just want to farm on the side.
1: Just wanna, I just want to do it on the side. I
0: just want to do it on the side. That's amazing. And I hope there's a lot more people with your attitude too, but Okay, next question, because I, I want to I speed this up before we have another problem. <laughs> <laughs> but um, next question, what are your next steps for you and this farm? So let me, let me base this question. So whenever I do something, I parlay it into something else. Uh-huh. So farming, I'm parlaying it into this podcast because I want to help more people know more about farming. Mm-hmm. but I also want to parlay this podcast into doing speaking stuff mm-hmm. so I can go places and I can meet people and speak to everybody gotcha. so they don't have to hear me through the airwaves and they can see me in person mm-hmm. so do you have a plan for this incubator program to go into something else or
1: well so at least in the short term I would like to get enough like local recognition in the five points area that's where my farm. that's where my like I'm selling and then also to sell to some of the restaurants in the 5 Points area mm-hmm. so that it's just very very local like I'm very localized there.
0: And to the people in Texas who don't know what 5 Points is. It's a
1: little neighbor- <laughs> it's a neighborhood in Athens, Georgia.
0: Yeah, right. We can't just say 5 Points. Everybody yeah. don't know what 5 Points is. Yeah. 5 Points great. Uh, <laughs> great great place to hang out. But yeah, that, I just usually ask people. I don't, I don't really ask everybody what's their end game. Yeah. Because I feel like nobody truly knows their end game. But I just want to know like is this, like, you just stopping here? Or is this going to parlay into something else? Or is just going to grow into something else? That's why I'm asking that.
1: Yeah, and the, the, part of the issue with that, in terms of me and, like, my actual, like, job, is that my position here in Athens is short term Mm -hmm. and so this is not where I'm going to be long term and Mm. so I don't think there's going to be much of a chance for me to get to move to like another stage and nor do I want to invest too much in it now I think this is going to be like a great experience and get everything kind of fleshed out and then wherever I end up long term trying to do Kind of a similar thing
0: there. So your, like, parlay thing, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, is basically, like, I'm just here for the knowledge, and then I'll apply it to wherever I'm going to be permanently. Yeah. So, well, not permanently, but where I'm going to be long-term. Yeah. So, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to speak on No, no, you. that's
1: that's pretty much it. Just,
0: like, I'm here for this knowledge. That's it. And if I'm here, cool, but... If I move somewhere else, mm-hmm. I'm taking all of this that I learned and applying it to where I'm going to go to next.
1: It's also kind of a dry run to see can I do this sustainably in terms of my time, like, mm-hmm. and in terms financially, like, can I make up all the money that I've invested, and can I make it a sustainable thing in that way as a side? Like, I don't expect to get rich off this, mm-hmm. but I'd like it to sustain itself. Yeah. And so showing that I can do that here. Then maybe I'll invest
0: a little bit more. Well, wherever sus- I'm going to be, sustainability is the main game of the mm-hmm. egg world. <laughs> it's like we're all trying to be sustainable. Well, okay, so you talked about you have your little Saturday market yes. at your house. Yep. Do you plan on just selling doing that, or do you want to do more? You know, I have suggestions. But do I know you have w- suggestions? Do you want to do more?
1: Um. So. I'm trying not to commit myself to more than I, I'm i going to produce. So I'm still in that feeling. I had my first market last week.
0: I mm-hmm. sold most
1: of the stuff I had. Oh, great. Um, I have about, like, 10 to 20 more people on the listserv since then. And so I'm just trying to feel out whether or not my production is going to match what I have, like, the, the community that I'm in. If I'm producing a bunch more or there's not enough interest, then maybe I'll also go... Um, to various other routes or start seeing if restaurants in that in my neighborhood are interested. But I don't want to overcommit at this moment.
0: Do you like selling more directly to people or would you like to sell to restaurants or go to farmers markets or do a CSA? Or do you like doing this, just like straight selling to your neighborhood?
1: I kind of like it being a very, very local like community vibe and being a part of that really local community. Mm -hmm. So I like selling it directly to my neighbors. I think that's... When it's convenient, it's nice. It forms this nice community. People can just walk over from their houses. And I would be interested in some of the really small restaurants in my neighborhood also selling to them because I think that would also be a personal kind of relationship Um, since they're pretty small restaurants.
0: Well, and the cool thing about incubator program too, is that you do have a sub who's there to help you, Mm -hmm. guide you through all that stuff. Because the reason I'm asking, like, farmer's markets and restaurants is kind of like, you're going to grow a lot of food, and I know you're not going to sell to everybody in your neighborhood, and I do feel like I could see you at a farmer's market, or you could be a staple at one of these restaurants Mm -hmm. selling, too. Even though you're going to be here short term, like, you're, I know you're going to grow a lot of food because I've seen your place and it looks great. <laughs> so that's all. I was just asking, like, do you like... Because if you're just selling directly to your neighborhood, that's fine. And you can expand off of that, too. Yeah. But it's like, I would like to see you at a booth at a farmer's market mm-hmm. selling your stuff or doing a CSA. I think you guys... I think you and the other incubators would do great in a CSA. Mm-hmm. Or just seeing you do the local restaurants. And if I go to one of the restaurants on Five Points... And I look at the menu and I see Emily's Tiny Farm. I'll be like, "Well, I know Emily, Like, yeah, I'm gonna have some of her produce."
1: Yeah, I think I really enjoy selling directly to my neighbors. I think that's just kind of novel. Um, and then I think the next step would be with extra produce, trying to rope in local restaurants.
0: Yeah, smart. Very smart. If you can build up a client list, I interviewed another farmer. His name was Mike Bell. He has Dallas Half Acres Farm out mm-hmm. in Texas. And he was telling me about how much he despises farmer's markets. And we were both laughing because mm-hmm. I was like, well, bud, I love farmer's markets. But um, he said that he has like 100 people on the email list. He emails all 100 people and he sells to them directly. Mm-hmm. And so as you doing a whole community thing, I think it's just another version of that mm. where people can just go straight up to you and be like hey man did you go by M's down the street she got tomatoes and I feel like that's like kind of a game changer move too because a lot of people don't do that
1: yeah well also there's you know there's no competition
0: mm, don't, say mm, well, mm, ah. don't say that you're don't say that trust me don't say that <laughs> okay. stop right there okay. I look I've been in this a while I'm super cocky don't say that
1: <laughs> no I just mean like I think being so local that people can walk over is, provides like a novel resource to people.
0: And that's important. Don't think about the competition. I don't like the word competition.
1: Yeah. I guess I, yeah. That's fair.
0: Because, like, since I do go to farms markets, mm-hmm. a lot of problems that you face is a lot of farmers saying I got to compete with, like, big name farms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, was, I was, like, I'm super cocky, and I'm like, well, I'll beat everybody. But I do know, too, like, this ain't really a competition. No. Like, we all can, like, there's trillions and trillions of dollars of wealth out there. We can all just tap on something. Mm-hmm. We don't have to compete with each other. Yeah, we,
1: everybody needs
0: to eat. Yeah, everybody has to eat. So... That I was like, don't say competition, because your neighbor could be like, hey, I want to join the incubator program, and then y'all two be right next to each other, and I, don't, I, I just don't like competition. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, even though I competed in competitions majority of my <laughs> life, it's just, I don't like it when it comes to farming, because, yeah. like, dude, everybody has to eat. This Everybody is the, has each other's back,
1: hopefully.
0: This, this is the one business where... This is the one business where we do something where everybody needs it. Yeah. Like, it's not something where it's like, oh, everybody doesn't need a Gucci bag. Mm -hmm. It's like, everybody has to eat. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say, oh, I got to compete with the Dis Farm, Mm -hmm. even though they're a bigger name far to me. It's like, Well, guess what? The people they're not feeding—they gotta come to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we all gotta eat. This is something we need to have. So they're like, "Don't say competition." I want to erase that from like the ag community if I can. Like, gotta stop with all this competition stuff. You guys don't even know what real competition is. Like, this ain't competition. This is just everybody doing the same thing. Like, this ain't like real competition. But my next question is is about an end game. Yeah. So and we kind of covered it of you're just trying to get knowledge. And I think that is a great end game for Mm -hmm. an incubator program. Like not trying to expand through the incubator program and not trying to hang on as long as possible. Like I'm here for the knowledge Mm because I feel like that's what the incubator program really is for.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things that I'm really trying to do is what I'm doing is not a typical way to sell your vegetables where like you're just doing it from your house and it's super super local and I'm this is kind of a test run to see if that's actually feasible like can I gain enough traction enough interest that it makes sense for me to do it this way or if I move somewhere else do I take that knowledge and then maybe go to farmers markets or do something else or can I show that like this model of doing it super local from my yard or from my neighborhood can actually work and be
0: sustainable. Well, every model can be improved on. I think it's a pretty good model of you just strictly to your neighbors. My neighbors, look, I don't like my neighbors. They know this. So I'm not going to sell to them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you have a model of selling to your neighborhoods, that's great because that same guy, Mike Bell, He was he, he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. So he was selling to the other staff members yeah. at his school. So it's kind of like he formed kind of a community there. But I'm just saying it's different from like – you at a workplace, they're like, hey Jenny from up the street, you wanna come get tomatoes? And they know your place is the place to get like food. Mm-hmm. Like that's our farm of the neighborhood. Yep. Because well side story, I don't know if Seth gonna like me saying this, but when me and Seth were talking and there's loud music playing outside, when <laughs> me and Seth were talking We were talking about like every neighborhood should have their own farm Mm -hmm. so that people can go there and get their produce from or know a farmer that they can get their produce from. So you're kind of taking those first few steps because we were talking about how to stop people from going to Walmart and Ingalls and that music is loud. (laughs) We were trying to figure out how to stop from going from Walmart to Ingalls and stuff like that to actually going to farmers markets. And the only thing we could think of was people need to have a place in their neighborhood, like a couple of like feet down the road where they can just go and get their produce from. So I, I, I love that you're taking those steps first.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I want to be. like. I, I don't see being a resource for all of Athens just mm-hmm. for that local neighborhood that people can actually just like walk over. And that's also, like because I'm not trying to expand, that's mm-hmm. really as... Like, I think that I'm hoping that my small production kind of matches the area that
0: I'm in. I think it will. Yeah. I think it will. And I'm glad that you're going to be that person that those people can say, hey, I'm going to, like, M's the person to go to. You don't mind me calling you M. I nice. give everybody nicknames. So it's like, I love that you're going to be the person that they could be like, hey, that's the house to go to. Have you have you ever heard of this, uh, of people called the Candy Lady? No, it's it's an old term uh-huh. And it's basically There's a lady in the neighborhood Who has all the candy And there's people loud talking outside I'm, I'm, I'm controlling myself I'm going out there but um, there's When I grew up There was always this one lady In any neighborhood I ever went to There was a lady called the candy lady's house This lady always had candy mm-hmm. And she would sell candy to all the neighborhood kids oh. So she would be the house that would have all the candy you'll go to her house knock on the door you have you pay three bucks you get like doritos sugarcane all that stuff and you walk back to your house so i like your concept of you're not the candy lady but it's like you're the vegetable lady yeah. Yeah. and it's like oh people go to my house and get vegetables but that's an old that's a super old term and i remember uh i remember my mom would be like hey go get me some doritos and I would know like, okay, I gotta go to Zucchini Lady's house. And, but now it's gonna be cool that people are gonna be like, hey, go get me some zucchini. <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta go to Zucchini Lady's house. So I love that like, I just love that concept and I love that people like you are just taking the first steps in doing it. Cause if you really look at ag, I know I'm going on a monologue right now, I'm sorry. Okay. If you really look at ag, somebody asked me the other day, how would you describe ag? And I was like, If I was to put it up in like a 3D model, imagine you have this one guy and he's just writing an equation. And the equation, he's just writing, and writing, and writing, and writing. And he's just going on and on on the talk board. I was like, that is algiculture. There's always something that can be improved. There's always something new that can be added. There's always something that can be reinvented. And now yours is just another step in that equation of hey, how about I just sell directly to, my com- to the community in my neighborhood and be small scale and be the person that everybody comes to me. So now he's writing on the thing, and he's going and going, and that one guy is collectively everybody putting their information into him, and he's just writing this super long equation. This equation is 120 miles long, and it just keeps going. It's like an infinity because ag is always ever-changing. And it could just be something small. Because this neighborhood thing and just doing a whole community thing, that's a solid business model. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, you need to go to restaurants. You need to go to the farm market. You need to go to TSAs. But that's a solid business model. If you can just sell directly to your neighborhood, and especially the neighbors can just come to you. Mm -hmm. And they can drive up to your house and come to you and get your stuff. That's a solid business model. So I think that's great. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I hope. I hope it goes well. So far, it's so good.
0: I think it will go well because everybody that listens to this podcast is probably <laughs> going to hit you up now. Sweet. So I think it will go well. And I think there's a lot of people that will support that. Because a, a uh, the reason, too, a lot of people don't eat healthy is because they have to drive somewhere to go get fresh food. If there's mm-hmm. somewhere in each person's neighborhood where they can get people's food. That's great. Like, there's some, there's one farm, I forgot where they're at, but they're called Side Yard Farm. And they're like straight up in the neighborhood, and people go to their farm and buy stuff. But the cool thing with you is like your farm is not directly there, so you don't have to see it every day. Mm -hmm. So, like, you kind of upgraded the kind of model. Cause it's like, if I was directly in the neighborhood and my neighbors kept coming to my farm, Mm -hmm. cause I can kind of stop people from coming to my farm. (laughs) But, like, if I'm in the neighborhood and people is like, I want to come see your farm, I want to do this, it's going to be kind of hard to stop them. But I didn't think of, like, hey, you know, I don't just have a setup at my house. So I can just sell directly out of my house after I harvest from a place. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty cool. I think there's, like, a twist up on it. I didn't, I didn't think about that. And I'm supposed to be the greatest farmer ever. But <laughs> I didn't think about that. So I think that's cool. Sorry for going on that monologue. No, I love it. But um, last question. Very last question, and we'll and, and we'll get out we'll get out of this on this. Are you enjoying yourself?
1: I am enjoying myself. I bought more seeds. Uh, to give you a sense of how I'm enjoying myself. I spent last night picking seeds and buying seeds, and then trying to tell my partner all the seeds I bought. There you go. <laughs> um, I was trying to go today, but it's all rainy. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying myself a lot. It's great.
0: I'm glad. Like. When You talk about ag at home. I know a lot of people can Like, come on, dude. <laughs> but that's what you're supposed to do. If you really enjoy, you talk about it everywhere. So, what your partner said when you was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna get these tomato seeds." He
1: was like, "Don't spoil the surprise for when you show them to me, inevitably in person when you get them."
0: No, nah, he. No, nah, tell him now. I know that trick. I've done it before. Where I'll be like, "No, nah, surprise me," because I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> tell him now. What's seeds you planning on getting what's yeah we're in the summer now what you plan on doing next
1: uh so i bought stuff for fall there you go and i'm trying to buy things i'm trying to plant stuff that i can harvest for multiple weeks so i decided i'm not going to be planting cauliflower or brussels sprouts just because they seem like they're such a long term thing so i'm growing like Of the braskas, i'm growing sprouting broccolis so that i can continuously harvest a little bit more
0: and you know why i know you're gonna do well why because you just said all that right there (laughs) you know how many people i've met i farm on one fourth of an acre Mm -hmm. i don't fool with a lot of stuff because it takes too long and i need it now so i can sell it now you're already so far ahead of other people because you only have nine rows and you just said I'm not finna fool with Brussels sprouts I'm not finna fool with cauliflower because it takes too long and that's potential profits that could be gone you just said I'm going to do broccoli rye and I'm going to do other stuff that I can harvest continuously for multiple Mm -hmm. weeks so I know you're going to do well because you know how many I cannot tell you how many people mess up on that one step
1: well, I did that with my home garden last year. I, I planted a bunch of cauliflower, and one, it's too shady, so it didn't work very well anyways, but also just wasn't good a good use of my space, I realized, so.
0: But you just saying that has proved to me like, oh, she's gonna be fine. She's gonna be fine. Cause you, you, just, you don't understand. Cause I grew broccoli and cabbages this year because I had so many people asking me to do broccoli and cabbage. And I was like, I'll just do it. I I grew it and I was like cool but I could have put something else here and it's kind of like what are we doing Mm -hmm. like we do have to make a profit sometimes and I hated growing it too I ain't like growing it I I hated looking at it and it just wouldn't like come to me (laughs) come on it came out great but it was like come on come to me so that few sentences right there just showed me like you're gonna be completely fine and I, I have complete faith In your whole business model and what you're doing. And I love that you're doing this incubator program to to get to knowledge, and then you're gonna bounce and say, Look, (laughs)
1: like,
0: hey, Seth, cool, I'm out. (laughs) And I'm finna go to Texas with Dejan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're out. I've been there, I'm not going back. I'm going. Hit me up, Texas. Tell me where the best places are. But thank you, M, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social?
1: Yeah, so you can see updates on Emlyn's Tiny Farm at on Instagram at Ecology or ecology Gremlin. So Ecology underscore Gremlin, G-R-E-M-L-Y-N.
0: There you go. And you can find me on Instagram at Cozy Bear Market Garden. And you can find me this weekend at the Marigold Farmers Market in Winterville, Georgia at Pitt Apart, where I will have all of the delicious vegetables i don't know what i'm gonna bring but i will have vegetables (laughs) thank you guys for listening cozy and m is out